Kezia Braybrook. I'm 17 and I'm studying film and media. Poppy, I'm 17 and I study politics, law and drama at A-level. I'm Tabby, I'm 18 and I should be studying film and drama studies at Queen Mary University London. In this edition we will talk about arts and culture. When coronavirus struck, theatres, cinemas, art galleries and music venues closed. Some have not yet reopened. So, what is the future for arts and culture in the UK? And why do the arts matter? Poppy. I was talking about arts and culture and what they do the other day, and I think it was, for me, about stories people's stories that wouldn't necessarily have been heard otherwise through different mediums and the way that they impact people and educate people. So it is very much a kind of expression of everything in whatever form you want to. And so I think there's a lot of freedom in that. Yeah, I think it really gives a good opportunity for people to tell their stories like how they want. Yeah, and I think like there's something really nice about actually having it as a creative output People use it for, you know, if they're struggling with something, they can express it in that way. Or if they love something or they really want, you know, they feel very strongly about something, they can also express it. Yeah. I think it's one of the few things that can be like individual, but also you can create as a collective. So for us, I think it's been really important to have a group of people and have a safe space where we can come each week and we can talk and then Mm. we can also create art. And I think if we took... Um, arts and culture away just for like a day I think people would notice the difference because it is so ingrained in society and it is so important. Tabby, what difference did it make to have less access to the arts during lockdown? I think it was hard because some people and me included need a creative outlet. During isolation Usually you're just in your room and you can leave the house one walk a day. So it's really important to people to deal with like maybe some emotions and stuff, but it's hard to not have a place where you can do that because a lot of people can't do it in their own homes. And I think that's really important to have a creative space. And that was taken away. 
Mm. It's the same with galleries and theatres and cinemas. For a lot of people, they need that escape and they need to enter almost like a different world. And that's always what I felt with the cinema. And the first month of lockdown, that was hard for me because I tried to do stuff I loved, like watching films and theatre, but it wasn't the same because I wasn't in that venue. And I think the venues are really important because if we didn't have those, the experience, it's all about experience, I think, as well. Yeah, yeah. What did you think about, did either of you watch many of the National Theatre or other organisations that uh, were putting out work? I watched, I think I watched one or two. Yeah. I watched yeah, the same. Frankenstein one. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, yeah I watched Streetcar. Yeah, I watched Streetcar. Um, I did watch, there was, um, there's a streaming site called Mubi. They curate films and they did a one day release of a film called Emma, which was fun because it, it felt like a community but it's just not the same as being in no. a venue yeah. in a cinema. And it's quite hard, I found, to keep my concentration. Yeah. I never found myself really getting into a film unless I was like, I'm going to recreate <laughs> what the venue is like. Let <laughs> me just like darken out. My yeah, room. I'm just going to. Well, I did <laughs> that. Blinds. I like did the blinds. I like switched oh, off. Some light. I yeah. was like, I said to Get everyone, I was like, no one's allowed in here. Yeah. <laughs> two hours go and your parents to like usher you in like <laughs> then oh, I knock lightly I saw a TikTok about that where oh, they were really? like oh. yes we're gonna recreate the theatre yeah. experience but they're all like rich and they've got like massive yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> I don't think any of us have that money I'm like so. staring at my laptop yes. being like yes yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think it's really hard to recreate like when I noticed that especially when I was watching Frankenstein like the first scene I imagine He's just sort of like on the ground, sort mm. of writhing. I imagine it's really powerful in the theater, but on, yeah. on, on like watching it on YouTube, it, it just felt really mm. like, it was really hard to just not to laugh. Yeah. Because <laughs> it just looked so ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I've always felt uh, when I, when I go to the theater that actually, you know, either with the people that I'm with or, you know, the audience as a whole, you're right. It is that atmosphere, it's that tension, especially yeah. for something like Frankenstein. Um, part of the reason why it is so effective is because you have that audience there. Yeah. Tabby, are you worried about the impact of coronavirus on theatres and the performing arts? Yes, because it's money and it actually does contribute to the economy. Somebody said to me, I think it was you, Poppy, mm. who said that the uh, arts make up 6% and only now has there been, oh, yeah, the arts exist mm. <laughs> because theatres have closed down. I mean, the mm. Nuffield in Southampton that's mm. gone into administration. I think people forget as well, like, it's not, you know, it is $10.8 billion into the Treasury and that is a lot of money, funny mm. enough. <laughs> but mm. it's, you know, it's, you know, the five big theatres, so the National, the Barbican, the Globe, the young folk and the old folk, yeah, <laughs> they will be fine. But, you know, equally, all theatres, you know, especially the ones in London, are bringing in, I think it was something like 400 million in VAT because of the fact that if you go to the theatre in London, you know, you go and have something to drink or you go and have something to eat or you yeah. buy something or you, you make a day out of it. Yeah. Or, yeah exactly. You know, or you, you know, you go to like a museum before you go and see a show. Do you know what I mean? It, yeah. A lot of people make day outs of going to the theatre. Exactly. And yeah. so I think also it's, it's not like, an isolated industry. Yeah, if, but know, it's like even even if you don't care about it really because it it doesn't affect you, even though you know it will do. <laughs> it does. Um, economically, you need it. 
I would like you now to hear from the theatre maker about his experience of lockdown. Umar Bhatt is of Pakistani heritage. As a person of colour, he says the experience of lockdown in his professional life has been a mixed affair. It's been kind of brilliant and horrible at the same time. Why brilliant is because I have found a lot of families and networks, like Proteus Theatre Company, for example, that's like my family. And I found a lot of people that I really get on with and I really love working with because we have that that thing. You know, when you're doing like a theatre exercise and you get put in a group with people that understand how you work and you understand how they work. And therefore, you get really great results. There's something really it's tangible, you know, it's beautiful. I think as far as the question of diversity, the question of colour is concerned, recently I was working with a theatre company that I've worked for a long time in Scotland. And uh, unfortunately, they've lost their funding now. And uh, they'd had funding for 25 years. And I felt like as if when I came in, everything was fine. But then... The discussion became about their anxiety. They were quite anxious that they've lost their funding. And the discussion became about colour and became about how they have to have a person of colour working with them. Because if they don't, then they're not going to get any funding anymore, project to project. And how their faces were so kind of like gloom and they were like, oh, you know, you have to do this. And they're taking away 25 years of we've been working for 25 years. Um, so it wasn't my job to kind of intervene and say, excuse me, hold on. You guys have been working. You've been funded as a company for 25 years. There are artists out there who are incredible and they can't understand how to write uh, a funding application because they get too passionate. But you have been putting salt on your table for 25 years and you're complaining that you're not getting funding anymore because you have to change the way you think. Kez, what is your response to Umar's comments? Yeah, I sort of agree with what you said. I think it's really important to have like creative families and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like you're missing out on that when you don't have that. Yeah, I know what you mean. I yeah. think I think the thing with that story is that I agree. Like creative yeah. families are really important. But I think I think the fact that this company like they were upset because the only way that they could get funding is if they were inviting artists of color to come in is like you know ridiculous. mad yeah yeah and you know that is an issue in the industry as much as i love this industry i completely agree very you know white. there are yeah <laughs> it, is, it is incredibly white you're you're right and there and i you know there are a lot more black and asian actors but there are not enough writers or producers especially yeah. writers um or directors or you know you know or just people just generally brought creating those stories and putting them out there yeah yeah and people who are able who have the power yeah i mean you know of the of the national series i don't know if you saw it but i i saw the small island which was about um the the windrush generation um and about you know kind of how that was and obviously very timely because obviously we've had like the Wimrush scandal and the thing we won't name. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I think it's it's incredibly odd for 
you know, I think companies need to be also grateful because they do serve the communities exactly. that they are in. And, you know, if you are in a more diverse area of London, for example, and you are a theatre in that area, then you do have a duty to be representing all the of people. the yeah, exactly. all of the people that are yeah. there and all of the yeah. stories that are there. But I, you know, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's odd. So what do you, what do you think, Tabitha? <laughs> no, I, I I I agree. It's ridiculous. Yeah, you have a duty to tell every story, mm. and it it's oh, it's I just can't <laughs> comprehend. It's, mm. it's just, no, I just yeah, I completely agree with everything you've mm. said and everything that he said. It's about if you are creating theatre, you need to be giving voices to people yeah. who haven't been able to have voices. Yeah, you know, yeah. because I don't know where to start with certain things, but there are more people who need to tell their stories and have a passion to tell their stories. And you, a company complaining that they're not going to get any funding because, oh, they have to do this is just generally ridiculous yeah. because that should mm. be their duty to do that. Teddy, in your view, what is the best way for artists and venues and audiences to support? each other as we recover from lockdown i mean it's money and where the money goes yeah because it should be going to a wider range of theaters big and small because mm. theater is an ecology yeah it's like mm. how are we gonna support that that's how we get the new stuff yeah yeah so you know we should be looking out for stuff and we should be making it more accessible for audiences mm. and supporting those smaller middle-sized theaters as well as the big ones and doing more digital events i know a lot of like the bfi are doing the next london film festival they're making it more accessible they're having more home premieres but really we're only ever going to achieve those things if we have money mm. and yeah. the amount of money economically that the art sector puts in to our economy and we don't get the funding out is just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Poppy, do you think people will spend money on the arts in an economic recession? Uh, I mean, that's hard, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, okay, so there is a theatre, I want to say it's somewhere like Winchester, but that could be completely wrong. But there is a theatre that has been crowdfunding and I think they need something like a quarter of a million pounds. And they have raised, you know, a fair amount. When crowdfunded, I think some theatres can be supported if the community is strong enough. I mean, at the end of the day, my whole thing has always been like, well, if the government could bail out the <laughs> banks, they can bail out theatres, you know? Exactly. Um, and the the point is, is that I understand how the economy is looking and I get that and it is scary and I understand that people are worried about it but equally I think that people don't want to let the arts go because I think it will actually be a bigger impact than people actually realize. I mean when I was talking to people about it they didn't realize how much of an impact actually did have no yeah and that's true but i think when it's gone when it's no that, that's what i mean yeah, that's what i'm saying yeah. is that when most people assume because we've been taught that from an early age it's yeah. like dramas and music and the creative subjects are bottom of the pile they're mm. like dull subjects you take those as the options for gcse's to fail mm. when 
it's people's jobs, but also it's like we have said before, it's a way of education and telling stories and bringing communities together. Mm. So I think as well as putting emphasis on the arts, you know, if we can support footballers and stuff yeah, and the banks, as you said, we, we uh, I think it's just about letting people know. Yeah. I mean, what do you think has? Yeah. Are you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I, I definitely agree. Like, I agree. I don't think people understand like how much it sort of impacts the economy. Um, mm, so exactly, I think yeah. just spreading awareness like will make people hopefully yeah like want to <laughs> yeah support it more. I mean, do you think where you live that there is a community that wants to see theatre? Uh, I don't really know actually. Yeah. Um, or people that you're friends with. Do you know what I mean? Or like yeah, family friends, or yeah. whatever. Yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah. Kids, how might people consume? visual arts differently in future i think it will definitely go well i can't really say but i think <laughs> i feel like it might go more like open if that makes mm. sense like like being able to watch stuff on like youtube and, yeah. Yeah. and stuff like that i think it will go more into that because yeah. of this whole thing so um, more like streaming platforms more like streaming platforms yeah. more yeah. like just people making stuff on youtube mm. or less i don't know if, i don't know if that makes sense but like so you're saying more like digital platforms digital, yeah. are accepted yeah. more than yeah as, as, as well as physical as well as physical yeah. but i feel like digital is definitely going to have more of a an impact i guess yeah like people are going to sort of go oh yeah i saw this really cool series on youtube or something mm. that a lot of the old cinemas have been saying that it's like streaming platforms have been killing off personally i think it will come to a point where they work together because if you think it's stuff like netflix party people want that communal experience of watching a film or mm. watching a play or stuff like that so i don't think that will be lost but yeah i agree i think i mean yeah would you expand on that Kez? i don't think it's a i don't think it should be a them versus yeah, us i think right. it should be like a working, working together, together. Yeah. yeah but i feel like maybe that will stop so many things from possibly failing like yeah. if they put it on if it comes in cinemas and it and no one watches it but if everyone watches it on netflix then yeah. like i mean i mean also you could say as during lockdown there were quite a few open drive-in cinemas do you get what i mean so i yeah. think like i agree i think it that makes sense for it to be like a trial on streaming services yeah. because they don't i don't know how much money they lose i'm not in that <laughs> but like <laughs> i assume that they don't lose as much money as a cinema would if it really flopped yeah exactly um but yeah i think it's interesting that there was a, a resurgence of drive-in cinemas where you could like watch it in your car and whatever because i think people want you're right like they yeah. want the communal experience yeah. you know what yeah. i mean poppy is it a good thing if more arts move to online streaming i think that's a tough one i think when we're talking about film and digital arts then yes i would say so i think the problem the only problem with theater is that i sometimes worry that it would mean that writers or up-and-coming actors they I worry that there is almost like when you do a play at the theatre, you sign a contract and you are paid for it. And I guess that there is a worry that then it's almost like if you're just filming. So you're saying stuff, like licensing and stuff like that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I, think, I think what I'm trying to say is like, I don't know. I worry that, that some people's ideas, especially if you are writers, might be slightly exploited in a way. Yes. Because I think that you can 
credit less people. And I also, I think that it made sense for theatre to be streamed during this time because I agree. I think I think it raises questions about accessibility, but I don't necessarily think that theatre should be streamed online because what is the point? Yeah. Yes. Because, you know, the point of theatre is that it is an experience that you go to see it. Yeah. Yeah. At that you point, know? you might as well just film it. Like, yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. And then you might What's as well just make between... a short film or, exactly. or, or, or indeed yeah. like a film or a series. Or a TV so, adaptation or you know, something I, like that. I don't think that there's anything wrong with a lot of digital arts. And I agree, I think, you know, because Kez, you're doing animation. So yes. obviously, like, that is something that will be online. Yeah. Um, and I think platforms, like you were saying, like YouTube and then bigger ones like BBC iPlayer and now like Britbox, although I don't know if they have that there, but, you know, and like Netflix and whatever, like, they are like streaming services that would make sense for kind of digital arts yeah. to be on there. I but mean, for theatre, I don't think it makes sense. I mean, I Disney Plus did Hamilton I don't know yeah but that was because the prices were extortionate (laughs) that's why because it's that whole argument of what like just generally in America especially Mm. um the biggest shows at the time uh, just generally in theatre there and Mm. theatre here those bigger shows like Hamilton and they're all about the fight against the system musical so stuff like Rent but then they're like, rent. They're and, like um, let's fight against the system, but, but then but let's also, profit. Let's, the system. let's profit through yeah. the system. Let's have let's perform at the White House. It's yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. And let's say only the richest can get those tickets. Yeah. And then the people who the musical is about have to go through a ticket raffle. Yeah. To get yeah. It. That's what I mean. I think at the end of the day, if the theater tickets are so, so high and so expensive that, you know, like the cheapest ones are like back of the like circle you're like right up high in the the gods or something do you know what i mean it's like then you have a bit of an issue because for me that's not what theater is about yeah it has always been an accessible well not always but it should be an accessible thing for all classes all you know people of socioeconomic you know backgrounds and gender and race and whatever you know for them to to access and and i it just doesn't make sense you know well i was meaning theater is a thing which you have to experience physically you have to be in the room for it and i think streaming has been important during this time but we need to we shouldn't rely on it yeah, mm. we shouldn't rely on it. It shouldn't be the answer. The answer should be making it accessible by being able to go into those venues mm. and not having the ticket prices be so high. Yeah. I mean, I mean, okay, so Sabi, do you think that then potentially, I don't know if this question will make sense, um, <laughs> but like, do you think that then, okay, so obviously Hamilton was filmed. Yes. So do you think that it could be the case that actually big companies could start buying up like the film rights for like oh, yes. you were saying oh yeah you know shows like fleabag that are now this is, gone this is capitalism kind of. my dear of course <laughs> they will no they said they just um i think i watched an interview with limoel miranda like before mm. this all happened and they said that well, we do have a film version with the original cast but we don't know when that's coming out of course it was a ploy to right. get streaming and stuff that's the thing about it though isn't it mm. because like we live in a society where money, unfortunately, is the thing that makes the world go We said the only way theatre is going to survive is money. Yeah, Money. Money. Mm. Yeah, that's, I, yeah. 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 We are going to end our conversation here. I would like you now to make your commitment to building Protopia with regard to arts and culture. Um, because I'm going into the sector, I feel like any spare money I have 
and that will be difficult next year because I am at university. <laughs> but um, any Should money I have, I'm gonna, you know, try and donate and go to smaller theatres and mm. support those productions. Donating and being able to support those smaller theatres by going to productions mm. is the way to go. I think trying to watch more pieces by artists of colour. Oh, yeah. I, was I think, yeah, uh, yeah shut <laughs> up, it's my turn. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think kind of supporting new writers of colour um, and just trying to kind of broaden it so it's not so white, um, yeah. <laughs> I think is, yeah. I think that's what I'm going to do. Uh, yeah, I pretty much agree with like Tabby and just like supporting, spreading the word as well. Like mm. maybe just being like, "Hey, do you want to go watch this?" And supporting like smaller creators, like like I think supporting, like supporting and like yeah. donating and yeah, just doing that. I showing, think up. Showing, showing up, up. Let's showing up, showing up for theatre. <laughs> the tagline <laughs> for this one: is, yeah. Let's show, show up, up for theatre. Yeah. One, two, three. <laughs> show, show up for theatre. <laughs> wow! Wow, that was. Lovely. <laughs> Thank you, Kez, Tabby, and Poppy, for your contributions. And thank you who have listened. If you have enjoyed Generation Protopia, please share this podcast with your friends. We look forward to your company in the next edition. Until then, goodbye.